This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney Orlando resort, hotel, or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Vahidi Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 95 for the week of August 16th, 2015. Hello, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week is going to be a completely news show because of D23 this past weekend, the most exciting time of the year for Disney fans around the world. So this event took place in um, California this past weekend, and there's some huge, huge, huge news that came out of there. So I'm going to throw it over to our resident newsman, Alan, um, to tell us more about it. Alan, take it away. This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. All right, thanks, Sean. Um, you know, like Sean said, D23 was over this past weekend, and even though it was the worst kept secret, and a lot of the announcements were the worst kept secret in Disney history, perhaps, you know, they were still exciting when they finally were announced. Uh, just to put this out here, the first, a lot of this information was obviously all over social media, all over the internet. Um, people were uh, scoping it live and tweeting it live, so obviously all this information was readily available. However, because I wanted something that was nice and organized for me to kind of work from tonight, I am using a specific website, coaster101.com. Um, you know, I'm not going to read specific from this website, but if you do want more details after you've listened to this episode, uh, you can go to coaster101.com. I don't know this guy, but I'm not, so I'm not plugging him, but go check him out if you want more information. Uh, so the first thing we're going to start with is uh, we're going to go to the West Coast and talk about Disneyland. Um, the big, uh, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Oh wait, I already knew it was happening. Uh, Star Wars <laughs> themed areas are both coming are coming to both Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, no timeline at this point that I've been uh, that I've seen. I've heard maybe 2017, which seems forever away, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, but the first thing that uh, sounds kind of cool, they're going to have something called Star Wars Launch Bay um, that's going to be kind of a preview, if you will, for Star Wars The Force Awakens, the first movie that's coming out later this year. Uh, it's an interactive experience, um, opportunities, I think, for, for maybe some meet and greets and stuff like that. Um, sounds kind of cool. Uh, just I know I went to a, a preview for uh, Frank and Weenie at Disneyland and that was kind of cool just to see all the props and stuff so I'm sure this will be something along those lines but probably cooler just because it's Star Wars this is almost um, kind of like what they did for um, like Avengers and Marvel when they did it they kind of had this interactive spot um, where that you could just go in and stuff and meet Thor was there this is all um, like Star Wars based obviously it will like, feed the uh, excitement of for the Force Awakens, as if they needed, 
anymore, but this is another way to just to have something for um, the fans to also enjoy, um, which is also cool as it will be in Florida too. So um, it does kind of give us a spot to fill uh, the studios. Yeah, as a Star Wars fan and a somewhat born-again Star Wars fan in a way because I actually just finished watching the entire six films. Um, so uh, Star Wars is completely fresh in my mind now and I'm extremely, really, really looking forward to the new films um, to see what's going to happen with um, you know the next, the next generation of Star Wars. So this is a good thing for Star Wars fans just to uh, get their Star Wars fix outside of uh, Star Tours there at the studios and in Disneyland as well. So this is pretty cool to, you know, step into the world of Star Wars for some meet and greets. Uh, f- fans are going to love that. And I think it's it's one of those things that I think is going to draw more fans into Star Wars just because of the opportunity to meet more characters. It's like uh, a real small version of Star Wars Weekends in a way. And I think this is good because some of the younger kids are going to be able to go there and see these characters, you know, before and after the you know the force awaken films come out so uh this is a great thing yeah it sounds like a lot of fun something that might uh might be definitely worth checking out uh next on the list is a, a new seasonal event called season of the force uh supposed to end or begin early next year um it sounds kind of like star wars weekends only not at hollywood studios uh, there's going to be uh special entertainment special food locations uh at disneyland they're actually going to have a hyperspace mountain uh it's space mountain uh, i know i love their uh, halloween version of space mountain is a lot of fun so i'm sure that would be really cool uh, apparently you're going to join in a uh it's going to be like you're in an x-wing starfighter battle uh, which would be really awesome. I wish they were going to do it at Disney World, but <laughs> Disney World Space Mountain or Disney World in general almost never gets these cool layovers. No, so, they don't. Um, you know that, but that season of the Force again, like I said, sounds kind of like a, an amped up Star Wars weekends. But uh, what do you guys think about about that? Yeah, I, I wish they would get the the hyperspace mountain there in Disney World, and I'm not going to. And this is one of those things that I don't believe that you can say that. You know, because people are taking their once in a lifetime trip to Walt Disney World, they're not going to want to. They're going to want to see the original Space Mountain. Bulls. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's tell talk him, that. John. <laughs> okay, um, this is a family show. Yeah, sorry. Um, I guess I got to remember that. Clear it that changes out. our rating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, buy it one bit on that. I think that they could easily do that without ruining the attraction itself so um you know that's like i said before it's bs but hey what are we gonna do we've all uh, like talked about the haunted mansion ones and stuff that they do in california and stuff and how that we would also you know enjoy them in florida but as sean kind of said but you guys probably won't hear it it's kind of bantha poodoo to put it into um star wars say? terms but uh It'll be cool to to watch on YouTube and to see it, but it would be cool to actually experience it. I just, I kind of wish that we would have some dates for these things. It just says, you know, early 2016, so that could be off of January. It could be over in two months, but it'd be cool to to be able to plan this stuff out for those of us who who are not as local um, as we would like to be. Yeah, and, and again, this is you know a little little further information that, uh, on that. Uh, for the Hollywood Studios version of Seasons of the Force, uh, there's going to be a, a new fair, a new fireworks show set to Star Wars music. 
Uh, it's going to be on the on weekend nights. Uh, again, that sounds a lot like don't they do fireworks at Star Wars weekend already, or is yes. that not okay? Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it's at least a different fireworks show, um, you know, than what they do on the regular uh, Star Wars weekends. Or maybe I don't know if this is replacing Star Wars weekends. I would, I would, I would think not, except for unless. The only reason I would think maybe it's replacing Star Wars Weekends, at least for next year, is this is supposed to be early 2016. They can go ahead and get it done and do it, because when they start ripping Hollywood Studios up to to start building, they may not want to have Star Wars Weekends in that park. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me speculating. I don't know. Because there's going to be there's going to be a lot of construction going on in that park. Maybe they want to get it out of the way early. I don't know. Just a just a just a theory. It certainly is a possibility. It's you know, yeah, I don't know. That's something I'm really looking forward to seeing the fireworks there. So hopefully, I do do my trip in uh, in May, and I will probably have to check more than likely. I'll have to check that out since I haven't seen any. I've never been there for Star Wars weekend, so I think this would be a good opportunity for me to check it out. So, yeah, that's it's an exciting thing, especially to see fireworks in the studios. It's pretty, you know, I haven't seen it fireworks there since like, I think like Sorcery in the Sky. I think that's what yeah, I missed was. that show. And I mean, that was phenomenal. It was show. such a great place to watch fireworks from. So I'm glad it's it'll be coming back at least on the weekends. Yep, absolutely. Uh, next up is Star Tours Adventure Continues. Um, they are, well, that's what it was renamed to. And now they're going to be continuing their adventures some more, apparently. Uh, they are going to have some new locations and characters uh, from the upcoming Star Wars film. And that's supposed to be, I guess, available later this year. I, I would assume probably after the movie hits theaters. I don't know if they'd want to put it out there before, so I'm sure as uh, after the movie hits theaters, that'll probably become available. But um, I, for one, before I turn it over to you, I am thrilled that there might be some new scenes because I get the same ones every time, as I <laughs> mentioned on the show several times. So please, dear God, dear Bob Iger, give me a new scene the next time I'm at Walt Disney World, please. Uh, so anyway, new new adventures on Star Tours. What you guys think? problem is is that they're only going to put in like one i think or two so you still have like a two and 44 chance of getting them so so it's like it'd be cool um if you did get, get to see it but i mean i know that han solo said that he could never tell him the odds the odds of getting those are are pretty slim it is cool that they are adding in some force awakens like stuff to kind of you know to build the get the hype up and to incorporate it into the parks as well. Yeah, it helps also keep the traction fresh as well when you add anything new like that. It's one of those things I wish they would do to Toy Story. Add some more scenes to it so it's not the same mm-hmm. games over and over again, even though I still enjoy it. But Star Tours, I remember I talked to my last trip that my nephew and I went on. We went. It was the same identical ride both times. The same yeah. scenes both times. So, you know, they need to add a few more things so the odds are, you know, better in your favor that you're not going to have the same scene over again. Yeah, I mean, if you've been on it any number of times, there's a good chance you've probably seen all the scenes. Then I don't have a problem with that, but when I literally wrote it back-to-back and had the exact same attraction back-to-back, that's when I'm like, all right, seriously, let's mix it up a little bit. But I know it's, you know, if it's all it's all random, but, you know, I sure as, whole, I sure as heck don't... Uh... Wow, what is it with us tonight? Yeah, really, we're... <laughs> Got us all fired up with this news tonight. <laughs> I know. F this. No. Um, what was I saying? Um, I definitely don't get that much. Uh, I'm not that lucky when I come to pick lottery numbers where I get you know the same numbers like that in a row. So uh, I just want a little change. Uh, and then the last thing we'll talk about for um, 
Star Wars, at least at, at uh, Disneyland, is the Jedi Training Academy is going to get an update. Uh, apparently some new characters from Star Wars uh, Rebels, uh, I guess a villain from Star Wars Rebels, and I don't, I don't watch that show. Maybe you guys can f- uh, fill in a little more on that about who it might be. Uh, but there's going to have a new villain, uh, I guess, instead of just Darth Vader. And I think Darth Maul is, is in the current one too, maybe. But a new villain at the uh, Jedi Training Academy, which could be a lot of fun. Sure, cool. Keith? This will probably be the Inquisitor. That's who I'm kind of assuming that it'll be, which will be neat. I just kind of wish that they would open it up to, like, adults, too. Even if it's, like, two times a day, they do it for, like, adults or once a day. I know they do it for, um, like, Star Wars weekends. They do open it up. It'd be cool to be, be able to go through that process. Yeah, but adults take it too seriously. I could see, I could see some adults <laughs> yeah. like literally trying to stab uh, Darth Vader. Die. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> moving on past that, uh, that's a good transition. Now, um, you know, moving from uh, is it the Star stabbing? Wars is, is a good yeah, transition. No, stabbing is a good transition always. <laughs> uh, but to move from uh, Disneyland over to the East Coast, uh, over at Hollywood Studios. Um, obviously, I've already mentioned uh, Seasons of the Force. Hollywood Studios is getting that as well. Um, Star Wars Launch Bay, the interactive, you know, kind of preview thing. Um, Disney uh, Disney World is getting that as well. Um, the updated Star Tours is getting that as well. Uh, but also at um, Hollywood Studios, in addition to a huge Star Wars themed um, undertaking, uh, which I've, I've heard is supposed to be like 14 acres, which is just a massive amount of property. Um, they're also getting another 11 acres is what I've heard for Toy Story Land, um, which is going to be over there, you know, near obviously Toy Story Midway Mania and the Pixar place. Uh, but it's going to have two new attractions, um, a family friendly roller coaster where you're on Slinky Dog, which actually sounds really, really cool. And I guess from what I've heard, there's going to be, as you go through and it's going to take you like through the whole land, there's going to be like characters that you go by i guess maybe animatronics that interact or something happens when you go by and that's what i've heard i don't know if that's true or not but uh, that sounds really cool and then there's also going to be an alien saucers attraction i'm not sure if that's supposed to if that's going to be like a what's the one that um it's like a spinner ride, i think with the claw that's gonna oh, is it gonna be a spinner is it gonna be like the scrambler if you ever go to like a state fair <laughs> yeah that's i think something like sure. that but less tame <laughs> that like fast, less crazy but, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but, but I mean, overall, those two attractions, I mean, what the, I think what they're trying to do here is, is, is make Hollywood Studios a little more family friendly as well. Uh, I mean, obviously the, the headliners there, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, those aren't necessarily family friendly attractions, uh, especially for little kids. I mean, you know, Sean, you've got little kids, you can speak on that. There's not a lot for your little ones to do outside of, no. you know, Little Mermaid and uh, Disney Junior or whatever they're calling it these days. So this is, I think this is going to have an opportunity for, for the little ones to hopefully enjoy something other than the Magic Kingdom uh, when they're down there. Yeah, so first uh, we'll address uh, the new attractions that are going to be a Toy Story. Um, overall, I've seen the concept art. I like the concept art. Um, you know, they're gonna you're gonna be shrunk down to the size of of, of toys, basically. So you're gonna be in a, a really large world. Basically, it's gonna be like going through the Honey I Shrunk the Kids section over at the studios. It's gonna be like that type of experience. Everything's gonna be larger than life. So um, the other thing that I noticed um, with the concept art is that the current it looks like the current. Uh, Pixar place in Hollywood Studios is going to be no more and I think that's going to be a backstage area now so the current entrance to 
Toy Story Media is now is going to be closed and it's going to be reopened on the opposite side of the building. So that's going to be like the whole new area back there. That backstage area is now going to become um, on stage with the new attractions. The new coaster looks really, really cool. The Slinky coaster. Um, I think that's going to be a great coaster. You know, it's good. I don't. It's. I don't think it's going to be the equivalent of uh, Seven Dwarfs in a way. Um, it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be larger and, and probably a little bit more thrilling. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you mentioned the claw attraction. That I'm a little kind of disappointed with because it is a spinner. But I do think that that park should have a spinner. I was hoping. Honestly, I was hoping for a little bit more. I can say the same thing about the Star Wars side as well, but I was hoping for a little bit more for the Toy Story for maybe one more attraction. Honestly, I was hoping for the Monsters, Inc. coaster, the door coaster to happen at the studios. That was probably top on my list. But uh, overall, you know, with looking at some of the concept art from uh, Al's Toy Barn, um, being able to walk into Al's Toy Barn, that's going to be really cool. That's going to be awesome. Um... But overall, I mean, that's it's going to be great. It's going to be. I know I'm going to be spending a lot more time in the studios. So, uh, and I know same thing for Keith. Keith's a huge Toy Story fan. Toy Story is my favorite Pixar film. So I am really looking forward to this. When I was actually I was watching um, this panel, um, and thanks to those who I periscoped it for those of us who couldn't um, actually be there. But but man, when they said it was Toy Story Land, I just went. The concept art it looks really really neat. The coaster track, it seems as if it's a very, like, a big ride. It's a long ride, which I'm not sure how that'll do with, like, you know, getting people on and off of it. The concept is awesome. It's lots of meet and greets with the characters. As Sean said, you know, um, the toy barn. It just gives us, like, another place to kind of be put into the stories and it to feel the size of a toy and to just to kind of get escape into this world of andy's backyard so uh, for one they they could not have picked a better franchise i know that you know toy story 4 is slated too so lots of opportunities for more characters and stuff as once that's out so yeah this will be awesome you're definitely gonna feel like a kid again when you're walking through there i'm um you could pretty much guarantee it i mean it's gonna, it's gonna be so many bright colors um, everything's going to be seem taller, you know, so yeah. it's going to be a, a pretty interesting location. And, you know, the other thing I'm really looking forward to with that is, is the music, mm-hmm. you know, I could just, just imagine all the music that we're going to hear walking through there. So that's going to be a lot of fun to just experience more music. Yeah. I think it's actually going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, it's definitely going to make it uh, a little more kid friendly. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, before we leave Hollywood studios and, you know, kind of glazed over it, but it obviously deserves, probably more attention than we're going to give it right now. Uh, but both Disneyland and Hollywood studios are getting at this point, star Wars land for lack of a better word. Um, but 14 acres of just star Wars goodness, uh, apparently two attractions, one where you'll be, uh, behind the, the wheel, the helm, whatever, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you steer when you're flying the millennium Falcon. Uh, and then there's going to be another, uh, another attraction uh, where you're going to be on a, a secret mission uh, that gets you put in the middle of a, of a battle, a Star Wars battle. Uh, not to mention there's going to be a cantina. Uh, they're going to have, you know, I guess they're going to have uh, actors and, and cast members, you know, wandering around uh, dressed like the various aliens and whatnot. I mean, it just sounds like if they, if they really do what that concept art shows and if they 
don't run into budget issues and they actually go where they're gonna you know where they say they're gonna go boldly go wait no wrong star hey <laughs> <laughs> like that uh no but if they really do go and do what they you know seem to be doing with this it's going to be epic it's going to be uh, really amazing the one thing that just like captured me was is that the cast members everyone who is working there is gonna be in full like costume and like makeup with the uh, aliens and stuff like that i saw some uh concept art with big uh, creatures that were was walking through so uh, just to be once again this term get thrown around but immersed into this world of course you know concepts will change it's never it's what the first like artwork shows anyway um is the, the final project but if they do it anywhere near what they showed us this weekend it's going to be huge yeah, first of all, they had me at Cantina, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to walk in there. I, I'm just if they don't have the band there playing though, it's it's just not going to work. I mean, they have, they need to have the band, which is easily be done with audio animatronics, so they could easily do and that. So. Oh yeah, uh, shooting everybody in a booth for you know, like a photo op. That'd be awesome. Oh, I know that would be cool. <laughs> you know, so that's something I'm certainly looking forward to seeing. Um, Please tell me it's a full-scale Millennium Falcon, and we get to walk through it as we're riding it. Um, you know, if that's the cue that you actually get to walk through the Millennium Falcon, do you know how many geek dreams that we've probably all had about walking <laughs> through the Falcon and, and playing chess and and playing with a lightsaber in there and then flying yep. the Falcon? I mean, that would be something that would be phenomenal. Uh, overall, yeah, I mean, that's the Star Wars thing is something I'm really next to. You know, Toy Story, Star Wars is beyond I've thought of this for a really long time is to to walk into a Star Wars immersive experience and I think it's way overdue so I'm, I'm happy that it's finally coming I'm hoping that they surprise us with some more attractions and, and I know a lot of people don't like spinners and I know I mentioned that before about the Toy Story spinner but I think this is one of those lands where I don't I guess it doesn't really work but I would love to have a X-wing fighter spinner <laughs> just because I think that would be a lot of fun just to to sit there and pretend I'm flying a little X-wing fighter even though it would be it would be like one of those I don't know if you remember the the Fisher Price toys they had a little Fisher Price toy yeah and it was a teeny weeny little millennium falcon um it was so per- not proportional at all and you know you get put your little Luke Skywalker in there but I, come on I mean how fun would that be <laughs> to just sit there and just fly around in an X-wing that's better than Dumbo I can see it already, Sean's son. Daddy, I don't want to go on this again. We're going on it again. Wait, wait I'm going to use. My, I'm going to wave my hand and, and say up. we are going on this again. Dad, you can't use a Jedi mind trick on me. I'm not. I'm not. You're not a Jedi, Daddy. <laughs> Call me Red Leader. It's not Daddy. <laughs> oh, and then Lord I'll go. I am your father, Connor. Yeah. Like almost there, almost there. All right. Stay on target. Speaking yeah, so of staying on target, let's, <laughs> let's stay on target here. Uh, wh- where do you want to go next? Animal Kingdom, Hall- uh, Epcot, or Magic Kingdom? Uh, Animal one. Kingdom. All right, Animal Kingdom it is. So, you know, big news. Nobody knew it was coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, news that was announced, alert. what, three <laughs> D23s ago, I guess. But um, construction is well underway. Everybody knows that. Uh, but it is officially going to be called Pandora, the World of Avatar, which... I thought that was already announced, but apparently maybe it wasn't, and now it is official. But Pandora, World of Avatar, 
uh, was a big topic this year, obviously. Um, the signature attraction is going to be called Avatar Flight of Passage. Um, you're going to be on a banshee, and, and I think this one's supposed to be uh, kind of Soren-esque in terms of technology, but maybe just a little bit more, um, not as gentle, perhaps. But Because um, they say it's a thrilling scene, is what this particular website uh, you know quoted. So um, that one, and then there's also going to be a second attraction that's going to be a dark water ride. Uh, they didn't announce the name, and I don't know that they... We didn't do too much detail about it, but I'm sure that one's going to be more about, um, you know, getting into the environment, the bioluminescent uh, uh, flowers and whatnot. They're going to have the floating mountain that you can apparently walk under, which sounds dangerous. Um, but <laughs> I, I hope Joe Rody is a, is a good engineer or at least knows a good one. Uh, that's um, So that's what I've got for Pandora. What say you guys about Pandora? You know, I, I got to see the mo- pictures of the model and after seeing the pictures of the model, I, I'm not a big fan of, of the film. When they announced that it was going to come out, I, was, I wasn't I was against it or for it, but I just wanted to see what Disney was going to do with it. After seeing the model, I was pretty impressed. I think it's going to be one of those places that you have to, you're going to have to experience it both in, in the day and at night because, you know, like they said, at night it's going to really come alive. I think they're going to hit a home run on this because I think they're taking their time to make it right and making it what it needs to be so it's it's just not something that they just threw together because when you look at the model it just looks like a completely immersive experience there it's you know basically it's like i think you're like on a tour a tour company and you're visiting ace tour company or something like that and you're visiting pandora so you're going to get to experience the locate the planet as a basically as a tour so i i think that this is something that Disney fans are going to fall in love with, whether you're an Avatar fan or not. I mean, any, every you could, there's so many things you can be said about this film, but I think that every Disney fan is just going to have to sit back, wait to see what happens with this, and don't judge it until it's completed. The storyline, from what I heard, was is it's basically it's abandoned. Um, it's a base camp uh, from when the wars were done, and like Sean said, this this tour. Um, company Bozen 7 takes over now anyone who has followed me and my my site but since this was announced i was pretty anti um avatar um because of course i wanted like a star wars like kind of an indoor planet but after seeing this model and i did um actually get to watch uh his part two and seven joe roadie anytime he like talks i buy it he's he just has like such like passion for his project and is so like you know excited for it that I can't help um, but kind of um, like change my mind about it. Also, too, they said that take your time and to just uh, walk around because that this was built will be built to be like one of those escapes that you just wander and take it all in and don't just you know rush through to get like to the two attractions so that and plus anything that you can do it keeps this park open later i'm all for anyway well speaking of staying open later uh, we can move on to rivers of light which has been announced for quite some time as well Uh, but a it's basically a it's a it's a parade on the water. It's going to have floating lanterns, water water screens, live music, um, animal images. Um, I know they've been working on expanding the 
kind of the viewing area along the river through Animal Kingdom for, for quite a while now. And maybe it might be done. I haven't been down in several months, so I can't speak to that. But I know they've been doing a lot of work to prepare for um, guests to be able to see this from, from multiple locations. Um, so you got Rivers of Light, and then before I let you guys talk about that as well, um, speaking of staying in the park later, uh, Sunset Kilimanjaro Safari, uh, new nighttime safari on Kilimanjaro Safari. Uh, it was mentioned on Radio Harambe several months ago that they had brought uh, hyenas to Animal Kingdom, uh, and hyenas and, and wild dogs are specifically going to be part of the attraction for the nighttime show, uh, So I think the, or for the nighttime safari. So that's, I mean, that's two things there, in addition to Pandora that are going to give you a reason to stay in the park late, which I think is a fantastic thing. Considering that I've never been in the Animal Kingdom after 5 o'clock at night, this is something I'm really looking forward to because I'd much rather spend nighttime in the park than daytime in the park because it is my favorite time to be out. It is something I'm really looking forward to from you know sitting there and and watching any type of nighttime parade, anything that lights up and it's moving is, is magical. And then when you get into the safari at night, I mean, that's going to be a completely different experience. So I, I just can't, I, I can imagine that I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be busier at night at the animal kingdom kingdom than it is at the day during the daytime. I'm sure that at first it probably will be just um, because it's going to draw those people who think it's only like a half day park. I'm going to choose the evening half to go. If everything stays on schedule, which I hope it does, uh, we should be there right after a start of Rivers of Light, uh, which I'm really excited for. Like Sean said, anytime that they do uh, like a nighttime show, it's like I'm there. This one, I think, will be really, really cool. Safari part, it's going to be interesting um, to see like, how they do it, um, because they said it would be lit as if it's dusk. Uh, which will be kind of cool to see the trees and stuff and the backdrops and the scenery. Um, I think it'll be cooler than the animals um, just because I can't really see like how they can have a ton of animals like stay like, so later and stuff at night um, because they, it'll just like throw off the routine. So it should be interesting though. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot of work uh, behind the scenes uh, and, and after hours to to get those animals adapted to being to all of a sudden having to be out at night. I mean, you know, they're they're they're, they're really good with the animals there. I mean, you know, as far as I know, um, I feel like they are. I feel like they're they're they take care of those animals very well, and they're not going to do anything to them that will hurt them. So I'm sure it's been a very slow, long process that they've probably already been working on to get them accustomed to uh, a new you know time frame for them. Uh, so that's it for Animal Kingdom, and next we'll head over to the Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Pick. Epcot sounds good. Epcot. All right. Uh, soaring around the world. Um, another uh, really well kept secret that no one's known about, but it's official <laughs> now. Uh, they've been building a third theater at Epcot, um, and they filmed um, around the world, and they even filmed at Disney World what, maybe a year ago, I remember reading about it, I can't remember exactly when now, uh, but The Soaring Around the World, uh, uh, new, the new movie, um, it, instead of flying over California now, uh, you're going to be flying around the world, uh, I know the Great Wall of China's in there, uh, Monument Valley's in there, uh, and some other, I'm sure, um, you know, kind of famous world landmarks, uh, I'd love to 
I'd love to see him fly over Paris at night with the Eiffel Tower um, going off. Uh, if you've ever seen the Eiffel Tower, it flashes, I think, every hour. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of things like that that they could do. I don't know what they've done, but that's soaring over the world. That'll hit Epcot. I think that's supposed to come maybe later this year? No, next year. And then they did talk about it, and I don't want to get into it, but they did talk about Frozen Ever After uh, in the Norway Pavilion. And that's all I've got for Epcot. Soren has needed like an update a long time. Uh, it's one of my favorite attractions there. So changing it to a uh, digital format and putting in a new um, theater, which will help hit the wait times, I'm sure, tremendously. Um, this really uh, like has me uh, excited about Soren again. As far as the, the Frozen part, uh, from what I heard, they are actually expanding the pavilion to include a cabin um there will probably be um like a meet and greet spot but that it's it's fashioned after i think they said an 18th century um a cabin so architecture and stuff will be cool not so sure about the uh get the lines outside for the meet and greet but i am a interested uh in seeing uh his ride too because they showed some um animatronic uh, like still photos that they were working on and uh it looks really really well done so we'll see once it actually starts and i get a chance to ride it i'm looking forward to the norway pavilion reopening or should say um frozen pavilion opening so yeah um and then as far as Soren goes, as long as they keep the music and there's still going to be smells, I'll be a happy camper. You know, an upgrade to the film, that's a great thing. Going digital is a great thing. Um, but please don't get rid of the smells or music. I don't know what kind of smells you're going to put in there, but uh, that's the best part of the attraction. So, The music is the best part of the attraction, and I hope that they'll keep at least a, a similar score. It doesn't have to be the exact same score, but something similar in the right. same vein, because I love the music. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the last thing we'll touch on here, uh, we're going to head over to the most expensive Disney park, Magic Kingdom. And by the end of this year, there's actually going to be a new restaurant, and everybody kind of knew there was a restaurant coming to Adventureland, uh, but this is the first that I had seen as far as a theme for it. Maybe I either missed it, or maybe nobody was kind of looking this way. I don't know. Uh, But the Skipper Canteen restaurant, uh, Jungle Cruise theme, will be opening at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, apparently it's going to have several dining rooms, you know, a crew hall, a crew mess hall, places like that. Um, and it's supposed to be that the Jungle Cruise skippers are the staff, uh, which means terrible, terrible jokes will ensue, which <laughs> makes me happy because that's the, I mean, it's the best part. I mean, the, right. the Jungle Cruise attraction, we've all, we've mentioned it several times. It's, it is what it is. It's not a bad attraction, but it is make or break by the cast member and how well they sell those jokes and how much fun they have selling those jokes. That's probably going to be the same thing here, because, I mean, let's be honest, the food's probably going to be good, maybe slightly better than good. I can't imagine it's going to, you know, replace Jico or Grand uh, or Victorian Alberts in the, in, in the grand scheme of food places at Disney World. <laughs> but if the cast members um, have the freedom to sell those jokes uh, the way the cast members do on the boats that's going to be a fantastic restaurant that I'm sure I will eat at, even if they don't serve radioactive hot cheese. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I, this is I'm looking more forward to this than I am looking forward to eating at Be Our Guest again. 
this interests me interests me way more than beer guest does you know granted beer guest you know going inside it's pretty damn cool but just because it's a new restaurant it's a new restaurant at adventureland which is one of my favorite lands in the magic kingdom and the theming for it it's just something that i'm really looking forward to do and it's and it's geared it's something it's in a way it's like geared more towards boys so it'll be something i could take my son to so I am looking forward to trying that out. And yeah, the construction on it, the last photos I saw was like a week ago. They were still working on the foundation of the new part of the building, um, just in the back of it. So I guess it doesn't look like they're going to be ready by the end of the year at the pace Disney goes, but I guess they're going to speed up the pace once the foundation is done. So um, yeah, I guess pretty soon enough, uh, we'll be hearing some reviews for it and see if it's a yay or nay. I can't wait for this place to like open up from the concept art that you know they showed. The theming is going to be like top notch, probably like almost like a Trader Sam's kind of a place. I'm not sure if they'll do the animatronics or not. From what I've seen, it will probably be the style of like our be our guest quick service at breakfast and lunch and table service at dinner which means it's going to be booked up solid for two years at dinner. So try and get yourself a reservation for breakfast and lunch and still, you know, get the same experience for probably uh, like half the price. So the staff and stuff will, will be what makes this place special. So I am uh, excited to get those bad gipper jokes and get to see the uh, the names of items that's on the menu too will probably be really, really funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that restaurant. I think it's going to be great. Uh, now, you know, that's that's only the tip of the iceberg for D23. Uh, that's all the stuff about Disneyland and Disney World as far as the parks are concerned. Uh, there was a lot of information released about Shanghai Disney, Tokyo Disney, Disneyland Paris, uh, the Disney films, including you know, Toy Story 4. Uh, and I think they even announced a, another new Pixar film after that too, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. Coco. Which yeah, looks so really cool too. So. Tons of other information out there that you can go you can go see, but we we just mostly wanted to hit on the theme park news, and so you know it's out there. Just Google it and you know go to your favorite Disney blog and or website, and the information is there. There's so much great information that came out of D23, but we just wanted to hit on the highlights of the parks. Um, so that is it for me this week, and I think that is it for Sean and Keith as well. Uh, but before we go, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Please let us know what you think of the show. Comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook, check out our store at redbubble.com, and follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. And if you do enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M-I-N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dole Whip Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. And before I wrap, I want to go back 256 for my Tiki. Give us a call. We haven't had a call on a Tiki hotline in a long time. We did just order some really cool stuff for the show. So I bet if you call and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, we might be able to send one of those cool things to you. I'm just not going to tell you what it is. That's a secret. That's a surprise. <laughs> but call us, 
469-8454, please. It's been a long time. We want to hear you guys from the park. Uh, but thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.